Jason Arthur, welcome. And there he is. There's Brandoni, my the lone podcaster. <laughs> yeah, welcome back, man. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. How about you? Uh, I'm doing good. Busy, busy. Yeah, I'm doing good. Um, so tell everyone a little bit about this new podcast that we got coming up called The Lone Podcasters. Where did you come up with the name? Um, it actually, I think you came up with the name because it came up from my nickname at my job when I first started. Everybody called me Chaz. And the very first thing that came up was the lone fucking Rangers from the greatest <laughs> movie, one of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah. Airheads. <laughs> How can you be lone if there's more than one of you? Because they were the lone Rangers, dude. We're just, I'm, we're, we're the lone podcasters soon to be. Right. We are. And who, who knows if other people join, who knows? Well, guests will talk to people. We'll talk about all kinds of shit. Yeah. Nothing is off limits. Right. Well, I mean, some shit will probably be off limits. Like, we're not going to be talking <laughs> about necrophilia or anything like that. But <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's not happening. <laughs> but we're, we're, we are now currently the lone podcasters. Yeah, we are. It's pretty sweet. And I love the name too, you know, like, like you said, like, how can you be alone if there's more than one of you? And then the funniest part is, is that me and my friend Brandoni over here, we, we, we grew up literally blocks from each other and didn't even know it until college. Well, well, after college. Yeah. (laughs) And that's, that's insane because we, we literally grew up like a block away from each other. And then we finally like started about like talking about Crystal where we grew up. You're like, dude, I lived like a block away from there. It's like, no way, man. Yeah, it was it was insane. And that neighborhood as a child was the best part of Crystal living because you go to the Crystal Towers and they're on fire and there are murders and like all kinds of shit yeah. was going on. Mm-hmm. But like the part we lived in, that that was the good, the safe part. <laughs> yeah like even for anybody that's listening to the podcast right now like that grew up in crystal like i mean like even talk about like the crystal frolics i mean that got pretty bad like i've seen some people get hit with like brass knuckles and stuff like, oh yeah I, I remember one year my dad had to tackle the entire family because yeah. the, the the fireworks display tipped over and it shot at the crowd oh really <laughs> they won't get hurt I don't think so, thankfully. Yeah. Like, I don't remember any hearing about anybody, but like my dad saw that thing go tipping down because the sparks were obviously gone. So he was he in the crowd? He, he was he was right there next to us, and he literally my dad back before his MS he he, he broad bared it. Like my dad used to be a fucking two hundred and fifteen pound solid muscle beast. He yeah. just spread his arms and tackled all three of us, my mom, my brother, and I, and brought us to the ground. Like, nope, get the fuck down, because shit's coming. And yeah. Dude, <laughs> fireworks can be dangerous. I remember we were having a party one time, and we decided it was a good idea to have a Roman candle fight. 
<laughs> Roman, Roman candle tag could be scary because I have my own I have my own story about Roman candle tag. Yeah, you can tell me about that in a second. But so we're having this Roman candle fight, and it, one of our friends is you know shooting Roman candles at him, and like I don't know, there were like ten of us doing it, and um, so he's running across like the yard across the street, and he he gets hit like right like almost like a quarter inch away from his eye. And he came oh, back yeah. and it's just all swelled up and like, it's like, dude, you're lucky that you didn't get hit in the eye. But yeah, he's very lucky. My, mine was, oh, uh, it was me and my dad's best friend's little, like, well, not his little, but his daughter. We were, we were the youngest out of the pair, so it was oldest kid's youngest. And, I, I took a shot straight at my old brother because I, I wanted to put one right in his face. <laughs> classic, yeah. little, classic little brother mentality. Like, man, you fuck with me so much. Like, no, I'm, I'm going to shoot you in the fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how bad it was going to be if I actually did hit him. But yeah. he, he juked it, and it, it skipped right off of a squad car's windshield. <laughs> I've had that happen too, but all, 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 we're not going to get into that. We just popped <laughs> all the fucking Roman candles, and they were still going off. Like, yeah. oh, like fuck! And we tossed them, and they were just shooting off in all directions. Yeah, and, and the cop saw where he went, and he's like, "No, well, uh, am I going to yeah. have to come back here?" Yeah. Nope. 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 We were just yeah. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Yeah, exactly. And then we ended up shooting my potato gun with oranges loaded with firecrackers out of it. <laughs> That's what I was just going to talk about. You know, so like, you know, older brother, little brother. I was the middle kid, but um, I don't know. My brother was just pissing me off one day. And we had the same thing, like a potato cannon. Yep. And like... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. He's making me mad. So he's like two feet away from me, and I shot him right in the thigh, and the thing welded oh. up so bad. Dude, at least I stood like fucking fifty feet away from the dude when he let him. <laughs> dude, like, it was my brother. Things? He's pissing. Oh my me. god! It was my brother. He's pissed me off. You got a broken fucking knee, bro. <laughs> I didn't. I hit him in the side, like the side of his thigh. Still, that 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 much pressure that close, I could have fucked some shit up. Yeah, I didn't put that much starting fluid in there though, so I've got oh, that. Yeah, I used like half a can when I took my shot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 I volunteered to get shot first, and so you it hurt so bad. To get shot. Yeah. <laughs> Why? That that was back in the jackass days, bro. Like. Oh. Yeah, I'm like no, I I gotta be the big one. I'm like, let me take it, and it dropped me to the ground so fucking quick. He hit me like right in the soul plexus, and like as soon as I get up, all you can hear is me just going, <laughs> like I was laughing because yeah. we were so into the idea, and it hurt so bad. I just like. How fucking dumb am I? <laughs> yeah, they inspired a lot of dumb shit. Like, mm -hmm. like I remember... Ridiculousness like, would not be a thing right now without Jackass. 
What's that? Said ridiculousness would not be a thing without jackass right now. Oh no, probably not. But ridiculousness was like uh, it wasn't as big. Um, but jackass took it to a, a whole another level. Oh and, yeah. You know, but I remember like when Joe and I were building a fish house out of our camper. Like I thought it was a good idea to just like. Okay, like, I seen him, like, jump into trees, so, like, there's this pine tree, so I backflipped into it, and, like, <laughs> hit it, slid down, like, the tree for, like, half the way, and then just fell, but, <laughs> but it was, there was a lot of snow there, so it, like, really didn't matter. Yeah, but the thing is, is, like, at that point, you're, like, there's a certain... There's a certain graciousness to people being stupid like that because you know you're bringing humor to other people. Yeah, right. You know, and like even like when there's a lot of snow and shit like that, like there's times where I would just pile it up like, you know, eight feet and then, you know, backflip off the peak of the roof, you know, just land in the snow. But, you know, and it was fun. It's exciting. It gives you adrenaline rush. Oh yeah, it does. There, there's a difference between being just stupid for being stupid's sake, and there's a difference between knowing what you're doing and being stupid to make other people laugh. And I, I can only, I'd only give a handshake to one, and that would be for other people's sake because you know what you're doing. You're, you're doing it not necessarily safe, but you know it's making people laugh. And yeah. I, I'm totally done with that. Being stupid and trying something when you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Is but, you know, it, it, it is safe, you know. I mean, you're jumping into a pile of snow. You're not trying to do it, like, you know, on straight flat ground. But, you know, I've seen some people do a lot of dumb shit before, though. Yeah, like, me, me honestly, like, I'm, I'm still, I'm going camping here in a couple weeks. Uh, and there was a place, it's the same place we went camping last year. And last year, I jumped off of like an 80-foot cliff. Yeah, you were telling me and that. At the time, I was totally cool with it until I got up to the top. And then when I got to the top, I'm like, fuck, this is the highest I've ever jumped from. Mm. And like, I've jumped off like 60, 70-foot cliffs like at the quarries and fucking St. Cloud, and I'm like, meh. Yeah. That's one I, I, I jumped bit too. And I, I eventually did it, but like, now me thinking about it, I'm like, I only jumped from that height once, and I probably got lucky. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of afraid to do it again. Yeah, dude, that's a long but ways. I, I, I still want to do it again. Right. That, you know, that it, jump that, was exhilarating. That is a long ways, you know, especially if you turn wrong or you know anything like that. Like if you belly well, flop, I, I, like, I, I, I overturned. I ended up back flopping basically. Yeah, knock the wind out of you. That was an experience. Knock the wind out of you. No, it didn't, because I like right when I realized I was overturning, I I cannonballed up. Oh, gotcha. so my my whole body took it. Not just my back, and yeah. I landed in like my part of my ass and most of my back, and 
when I opened my eyes, I saw the light starting to fade because I got so deep. And I'm like, nope, I need to start kicking back the fuck up now. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> like, well, there's like a 45 foot valley right there, right by that cliff. Yeah, dude, I think people do some insane shit. Like, I don't know. Have you ever been scared? Have you ever jumped out of a plane? I want to. It's it's like I don't know, like until you get up there and like you like are getting ready to jump out, like so you're like going like one, two, you know, three, like you know, like pushing you out, like because you're in front of the instructor. Yeah, and then like those three like pushes out, like you're just waiting to like jump out of this plane, and then you do, and then it's just it's pretty euphoric after that. But you know, I went with like one of my best friends, and it's it's pretty cool because I mean he's jumped so many times, so I mean he goes solo and whatnot. But it's pretty cool to like you know give him a high five in the middle of the air. Yeah. You know, it's one thing I still really want to do. Yeah, it's it's fun, dude. No, like my my girl doesn't want me to go jumping again. My family doesn't want me to go jumping again. But that feeling I got jumping from eighty feet up, yeah, like, holy fuck, dude, that was exhilarating. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. I've never jumped off anything like that high like i said like the rock quarries in st cloud is you know the tallest one is the tallest one that i've ever jumped off of i think their tallest one is like 62 yeah something like that and like me it took me like 50 minutes to climb up 15 minutes to climb up there to get back up no, like to climb up to the the jump point. Oh, to jump! It, it's it's not like a clear path. Like you literally have to wind and weave your way through and climb up some rocks sometimes. Yeah, and I was trying to go to the one below that, and all of a sudden I found out that I made a wrong turn. I'm like, oh, I'm at the highest one. Yeah. Well, fuck it. And then I walk up to the ledge, and it's like, well, this is a lot higher than I thought it was. And this one dude was like, this is your first time? And I'm like, well, here. And he's like, well, it ain't that bad. And I'm like, well, dude, it looks kind of kind of sketchy. And he, he literally goes, oh, no, it's really not. And he just literally walked off the edge. <laughs> I mean, I suppose if you've done it a lot of times. Well, he, he, he lived there. He asked me if I, like, lived in the area, if I had done it before. I'm like, no, I've never done it from here. And he's like, yeah. dude, I lived like a half hour from here. And he literally just walked off the edge. <laughs> like, n- nonchalant, like, no fear, no nothing. He, he literally just took off at a walking pace and walked off the edge. That's insane. And he was good. And I'm like, all right. Well, I still took a running jump. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, you know, I'm risking that shit. It's like when you do anything like that, like I said, you know, going skydiving, I've only been once, but like I said, my buddy's gone, you know, like, I don't know, probably a thousand times or whatever, but I mean, I've seen him like fly with like wingsuits and stuff and like, you know, jump out of blimps and, you know, you just kind of get used to it, I guess. I'm sure it, it takes a while. 
I mean, it's a pretty scary thing to like just jump out of a fucking plane. Well, well that's an idea for a, a, a flavor podcast. Is we should do a long, a lone podcaster's camping edition. Yeah, we can do that. I'm down. Like, I I don't got a camper anymore, but my I, tent I, my tent holds six people, so I think the two of us should fit in there. Yeah. Although we we need a videographer. Yeah, we can do that. I mean, last time I did it, I lost my favorite shirt, my wallet, and my phone. <laughs> Where is this at? In the St. Croix. Oh. <laughs> I swam back to shore. I got helped back up by other random people that were there for that. Mm. And when I tried to go back in, uh, yeah. Canoe tip and my wallet, my phone, my wallet, or my wallet, phone, and my favorite T-shirt sank to the bottom of the Saint Croix. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. You ever lost your phone down like a fishing hole? Oh yeah. Well, not my phone, but like an ice fishing hole. Not, not, not my phone, but something I actually really wanted, needed. <laughs> oh yeah. I've lost Zippo's down there, like all kinds of shit. Pack of smokes. Yeah. I've seen a couple people that I was in the fish house with drop their phone. Actually, like, I've only seen it once. But I was like, dude, no way. Like, there's no way to get it out. No. I mean, it's it's just stuck at the bottom of the lake. And you had, hopefully, insurance on it. If something goes into the water, like, even at work, like, if I bend over, like, people always ask why I grab my chest pocket. I'm like, that, that's yeah. the seatbelt. <laughs> that yep. motherfucker ain't coming out. Whatever's mm-hmm. in there ain't coming out. It's usually smokes and a, smokes and a cell phone. Not coming out yeah. of there. I've even had friends that, like, have like dropped their keys down like the elevator shaft. Yeah. And, um, you don't think you can really get those. I mean, you probably can after like five or six hours of getting a maintenance guy to go get them. No, anytime, anytime I walk through a, a fucking elevator shaft, I always have my finger hooked through the fucking key ring. Yeah. Like, no. Nope. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's the thing is, like, my my dad just, well, he got a new van, like, within the last year. So, he just had one single key, and, like, he would always take it out because the doors sometimes lock, you know, from the inside. Because, like, the lock button on the back when we're unloading carpet sometimes gets hit. So, he always takes them out. But I bet since he's had this van... I, I bet he's probably thrown him in the dumpster like probably six times just just because he has just one single key and it's in his hand and he's pulling carpet out of the back to throw away and he throws his keys in there with the, the just the one key I guess so I, I bought him like a bigger like key you know chain thing to like <laughs> you know that you have it get him one of the, one of the uh, double carabine what's that yeah, I'm a double carabiner. A double what? Carabiner. I don't even know what that is. 
You know those things that clip that they use for key rings? Mm, oh, yeah, I kind of know what you're talking about. Yeah, it, it's a Dell one, so it looks like an S, but it's got a clip on each side. You yeah. put the keys on one side, and then you clip the other one to your pants. That way yeah. you have, like, no chance of losing the keys. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, he's seriously done it, like, six times, and then we sit there for, like, an hour digging through the dumpster trying to find the keys so he can leave. Yeah, get get him a double one. I will. Uh, I'll get him he, something where he, he can like, lose it. He's buying him an AutoZone. Like, the one I got from AutoZone actually doubles as a bottle, bottle opener, which I love. Yeah. I mean, if you have a lighter on you, you can use that as a bottle opener. Pretty much anything. Yeah. I need some which, I usually, which I usually always have a lighter on me. You'd be surprised you know, uses in a bottle opener. Yeah, I know. Like a lot of even glass blowers like use their jacks or you know, oh, shit yeah. like that. Yeah. You can lose a lot of things. You just gotta get creative. I, I have a no uh, glass blowing book that shows you how to use the jacks of the bottle opener. Yeah. Ed Schmidt's book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have that. I've read it. I wanna see if I can try and get him on my podcast. It'd be pretty interesting. But I might no, be able to I'll, I'll ask him. I'll have to talk to a couple of friends because I have a couple of friends that would definitely go on lone podcasters. Yeah, dude. Lone podcast is gonna be fucking dope. First we should, one even, we, should even make, we should even make shirts that say long podcasters with our logo. Which logo? Yeah, with the logo. If, if we can find someone who's good enough where they can like make a full face to where you're looking one way halfway and I'm looking the other way halfway, that'd be dope. Yeah, I know people that can do that. That'd be a fucking dope-ass t-shirt. Yeah. I know people that can do it, design it. Send me like a PDF or whatever. I'll print them out. <clears throat> yeah, I'll, I'll talk to uh, not only my buddy Tracy, who's doing like t-shirts and shit, but he also... He's Tracy also Morgan? Doing... No, not, not, not Morgan. <laughs> Uh, he he's the one that made my uh, my wallet. The duct tape wallet? No, the the Necronomicon wallet. Oh. He does he does all kinds of leather work, but he also does music too. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll have to do that. <clears throat> yeah, I'll send him a message to see if he's good for it. Send a message to me of what? I'll ask him if he's willing to like do a podcast, and then maybe Jeremy Blake, maybe Alex Kelly. Oh yeah, that'd be sweet to have him on talk about his music. Yeah, it'd be cool if I can get him on too. Like with my buddy Andrew that ran a, like a record label and went to Berkeley. And 
just got out of the music business. Yeah, like, just, if we got a music podcast on, that'd be fucking dope. Because, yeah, because I mean, he founded and he's the CEO of like this big record label and you know ran all the shit and then he's just like dude there's no money in music so he just fucking got out of it and started making video games instead but that would be a good one yeah probably have a lot to talk yeah, about with that. At, at, at all the concerts that I've ever been to for all of them I've been the the headbanger phenom yeah because on, honestly, it's taken me a week to recover from any of the concerts that I've been ever been to for either of their bands. Yeah, and they might even know each other. I mean, it's you know the Minneapolis music scene, and well, he was out in New York, and I don't know, he was all over the place. But I'm sure they they might know each other. So we were going to talk about this. So you're telling me you went to your first concert like since the pandemic. Uh, uh, so it was it was uh, a dude that I used to work with named Jeremy Blake and I was going to his concert and as I came walking up with my old buddy uh my 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 old friend like older brother or some of my friends in high school that were in the same grade as me used to be friends but he was still a friend of mine came walking around and he's in the same band and I just lost my shit a little bit. Like I got so fucking excited. And then basically the whole concert, I was backstage. Like I was right next to him, just him rocking the fuck out of the bass. And my, my neck took so much punishment that night. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I, I went so goddamn hard because it's what I do when I go to music either that I really like or like celebrating friends and this one was both. Like I, I was just so into it. Like it's been so long since I've been able to do it. Like Well you went you went to like what, a metal concert, you were saying? Oh it was like a the, the band name was called Gravesig, so they they were they were they were uh, misfits and Ganzig mix. Yeah. So you know that shit was fucking popping. It was quick. It was fast. It was hard. Yeah. And it was it was glorious, and my my neck never stopped moving. <laughs> uh, when it did, you can still see me in some of the videos. It's like bobbing my head, but it was real slow. Like, oh fuck, this kind of hurts a little bit. I'm sure it's <laughs> having like that much hair too. It probably gives you whiplash. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, You're... between head banging with short hair and head banging with long hair, there's definitely a... <laughs> yeah. Definitely, I would imagine. I've never really had that long of hair, so I wouldn't know, but I could imagine. So, but no, it was, it was golden ass fucking time. Yeah, I bet. So, so, you're like into like the punk rock metal scene, kind of like 
like I kind of am, you know, I was always in like the punk rock scene. Have you ever been crowd surfing? Once. What? I've I've been once. Have you? It's I haven't cool. done I haven't done it since because Your boy caught a finger in a spot that I didn't want it in. <laughs> yeah, I've only done it like twice, but I did it at the warp tour one time. And like I hit somebody's shoulder because I was going from behind. And uh, and I broke my fucking braces off. Like, I don't know. So I, I don't think I went before that. Well, I guess I did go one time too at Blink One Eighty Two, and they played at the Warp Tour, and I started all the way in back, and everybody pushed me all the way up in front until the security guards grabbed me at the gate. Like, you yeah. gotta get the fuck out of here. Like, okay. Well, and that's the thing because it's like somebody at the front gate like started like punching me in the ribs, so I started punching him in the face, and. The security guard, like, seen it, I was like, fuck, I'm going to be in trouble. But he just grabbed me and pulled me over the gate, like, and just told me to get the fuck out of the, like, you know, like, the place where the security guards are and shit, you know, between the stage. But Yeah, there was, I mean, there was one time where I, I wasn't crowd surfing. It was somebody crowd surfing over us. And I saw the guy, like, he literally put his hand intentionally where he shouldn't have. In your ass. The chick was, like, 98% naked. (laughs) What? And he put put his hand right where you think he put his hand. (laughs) What was she doing? Crowd surfing? She was fucked up high as fuck or drunk as fuck. I don't know. <laughs> but she she had, like, basically a tube top on. Yeah. And that was about it. And the dude literally went, <gasps> and just, like, put his hand right there. And I'm like, bro. And I punched him in the side of the neck. <laughs> yeah, and dude, he, people are fucking stupid. He tried to hit me, and I threw him to the ground. And then yeah. I picked him up right away because everyone was like, someone's on the ground! And they tried to boot stomp. And I'm like, <laughs> guys, like, he, he went down for a reason. <laughs> yeah. And obviously nobody could hear me. So they're still, like, showing on him. And I'm like, this guy that just fucked up, like, I'm trying to escort him out. I'm like, bro, you're on your own, but... yeah. Shoulder up, get the fuck out the crowd. Yeah, you're not welcome here. <laughs> and right. like he literally tried to fucking speed up her her shit, and it's like no, get the fuck yeah. out of here. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's a concert. I mean, a lot of that fucking shit happens at fucking clubs and whatnot. But I mean, it's consensual. But. I don't go to fucking clubs. I never have, so I don't fucking know. But I've had, like, people tell me, like, what the fuck happens at, like, you know, fucking dance clubs and shit. Like, but, you know, at a fucking concert, like, 
it's it's I don't know. It shouldn't happen anyway. It's like, but like I said, people are fucked up. Well, the way she was reacting, like it sounded like her shit got ripped off. Yeah, like she was freaking out when she came to us, and the dude reached for it. I'm like, dude. Yeah, what the dude. What are you doing? Yeah, some people. I'm are not just gonna lie. I'm, I'm one of the guys who fucking hit up. I did. What's up? I I hit the dude. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah, I would have too. But at the same time, like when everyone tries to jump on him, like no, just get him the fuck out of here. He's probably getting his ass kicked. Yeah, that that was just my my small face in humanity. Is there was at least a couple people that fucking realized what he did. Yeah, it happened said, like three people away from her. Shit got yeah. Like no, and he was like yeah. trying to like thrust it into people. And... Yeah, it's pretty fucked. But what else were we gonna talk about? Oh, your tattoo! But you said you didn't want to talk about that, really. No, we 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 can talk about it. Like I'm getting it on Saturday, and the unfortunate part for me is that, like, literally the day that I scheduled it, I ended up burning the fuck out of my arm right where it's gonna go. How'd you do that? Cleaning the oven. Doing what? Cleaning the oven. Oh, really? <laughs> like, not even anything impressive. It was just, nope, I'm cleaning the oven. Yeah. So. Yeah, I know. I did that one time, and everybody gave me shit at work. Because, I, you know, I work with fucking knives all day long. And I don't. So I was cutting a fucking potato and like almost cut my finger off. And like it was like, what you fucking work with knives every day? And you know, and I've never like really cut myself with like a carpet knife or like when I was roofing. I maybe have one time when I was like seven or eight, besides the little ones. But you know, and I got made fun of it. <laughs> it was kind of funny too, because we were doing a job one time. And my dad was using a straight edge to cut some stairs. And he slipped because he hit a burr on the straight edge. And the carpet knife, like, almost, like, it went almost right through his finger. So he's holding it, like, shut, you know. And the, the homeowner comes up and it's like, you know, like, he's probably used a straight edge maybe once in his entire life. My dad uses one every fucking day. And he came up to him and was like, well, you know what you should do when I use a straight edge is you got to hold your hand in front of the knife instead of behind it. Like My dad is like, what the fuck, dude? So I, my dad couldn't even drive. And so I had to drive him to the hospital and he cut through like three arteries or something like that. But it, the, the homeowner's just like, well, you, you know, this is how you should hold the knife. And like, dude, shut the fuck up, man. Dealing with homeowners is like a piece of, like, sometimes it's fucking stupid. Yeah. I've, I've done that kind of shit before. And, yep, and, he did like, 
Yeah. We showed up and the guy had literally just bailed town. <laughs> and he he was he was letting us use all of his gearboxes. Guess what he didn't get right back? What? His gearboxes. <laughs> yeah, dude. Some people are some people are so fucking shady. He didn't pay us. And so my me and my dad just we opened up the gearboxes and we just took all his fucking tools and his equipment. But no, you don't want to pay us? All right, we'll find another way to get paid. Well, and that's happened to us too, where like, you know, we had to pay employees. We like working constantly and it's like, oh yeah, the checks come and the checks come and the checks come and and then they eventually like end up owing you like fourteen grand. And then it's like, where the fuck's the check? Like, you can't even get a hold of them because they just, they leave the state and go start another company. And, like, if you talk to an attorney, they're, like, usually, like, they're, like, we can't do anything because he doesn't have money. And, we, you know, there's pretty much nothing that you can do. I mean, it's happened a couple times. <laughs> 